Hello, and welcome to Native Awakenings. Today, we have a beautiful technique in store for you. For here at Native Awakenings, we believe that meditations, conversations, and techniques can all help aid in the continual awakening, the continual expansion of awareness. We like to share them here, and we like to help. So I hope that these conversations, meditations, and techniques can be helpful to you for connecting to you is so helpful to me. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. I really do truly love you, and I'm excited to spend this time with you. Let's get into today's technique. Woo! So today we're going to talk about psychic self-defense. This is one of my favorite topics. I feel like I say this every single week, but it's so true. I get this question a lot about how to defend ourselves, how to kind of mediate and modify the energy around us, especially for empath people. I've decided to just start sharing on this podcast a lot of questions that I get outside of this podcast, and this is one of my all-time biggest questions, and I'm really happy to share it with you all because it may be pinging around and bouncing around within your own consciousness. So let's think of bracing as a general term. When we're going out into the world, when we have things to do, we can often put up a wall, especially if we're interacting with the energy of someone that we don't really enjoy. This could be a family member we don't like, it could be an ex, it could be someone who holds a different political belief or spiritual belief, or someone that's just hurt us in the past. We often can throw up this wall so that they can't see into us and so that we don't really pay that much attention to them. Now, there's nothing wrong with protecting your energy. It's your energy and you have agency over that. However, When it comes to the sense of a wall, you may notice that after spending time with someone that kind of drains your energy or seems to have a negative impact on your life, that you're quite exhausted after that interaction. Granted, they may not have influenced your energy in a sense of leeching you or a sense of projecting their thought patterns and beliefs over your consciousness. However, at the end of the day, at least for myself, I tend to find myself very drained when I have to construct this wall, this wall that that keeps the energy that lowers my vibration out and the wall that reflects and resonates my own energy back to me so that I can be mindful and loving of myself. So what do we do here? Why do we want to continue holding up this wall? And is that the most efficacious way to move through this three-dimensional reality. I like to pose the statement, no. I believe that holding a more circular container, think of it like a median, and picture, if you will, a car crashing. If you've ever researched or been to a driving class, they often show a car driving into a wall and the impact of the airbags exploding. That's similar That's very similar to what happens to your energy when the energy of another projects a vibration towards you. This could be going into a store, 
This could be going into a low vibrational place. And you can feel that kind of smack against your energy field that blows something within you or that causes an internal reaction to happen due to the external energy that crashes into your auric field and in your psyche. Again, if you've never seen this before, really check it out. Or clap your hands and feel how the vibrations go from the fingers all the way to the palms, maybe even all the way up to your forearms. Now, what happens when you almost do a more of a chop motion with your hand on the other instead of clapping? Or if you will, picture a circular cone. These cones exist in the world so that the energy of the impact is displaced, so it doesn't cause as much damage. Some of the energy goes around the median, and the other part of the energy does crash into it. Now, if you turn your hand sideways and let it fall on your hand, you'll feel that the energy doesn't reverberate through the entire hand. It just kind of stays in one place, and then that place dulls, and you're able to go about your day. How can we replicate this energetically? Well, when you're out in public, you might unconsciously be putting up a huge wall in front of you, saying, no, I don't need this, and experiencing the crash of energy that follows it. What if your wall turns into a circular cone, or even a beveled sort of plane? Beveled as in, think of a quartz crystal and how it has prisms and shapes, or a sort of a knife's edge, but a broad knife. If you go through your experience of life with this way, so that energy can flow around you rather than you bracing and stopping it all, you're able to transmute that energy in a more efficacious way because you're able to use the inertia, the force of that energy, back against itself and you're able to move through it rather than pushing it away from you. That cone that you may have pictured in the forefront of your mind is going to let all of the energy that does not serve you simply pass around you rather than being blocked from being recycled into the earth. That wall keeps the energy there. It reverberates it. It holds it. But the circle allows it to flow through and past you. And I misspoke there, not necessarily through, since it is blocked, but definitely past. It's able to go to its natural destination, which is the earth, rather than us keeping it within our wall. So, next time you're in a difficult environment, difficult conversation, a different place, try picturing a median or a circle in front of you, and let that energy flow around and then behind you, rather than stopping it, with all of your energy and see how you energetically feel. That is one of the most helpful tips that I've ever stumbled across. That's come from a different psychic defense books that I've read, plus a couple of personal practices that I've created on my own. This next technique is also one of my favorites. This one was not co-created by me. This one is one that I've read about. Now, if we're doing a lot of astral travel, or if we are concerned about things within our mind being revealed to others, 
if we really want to keep something to ourselves. If you spin a certain shape clockwise in your mind, and then spin the bottom part of that space counterclockwise, it forms a sort of shield around your thoughts. So, if you're going into a debate, if you're keeping some knowledge that you really want cherished to your heart and really don't want shown to the world at this point in time, now's a great place to do that. If you tend to have any fear around other entities, even though I personally believe that everyone and everything that you encounter is going to help you on this beautiful journey, sometimes we do want to create a sacred space. That's why sacred spaces are important. That's why going to our altars and creating our ceremonies are important. So if we really want to create a sacred space of our mind, protecting us not so much from this evil outside entity, but protecting us from ourselves, from our self-limiting beliefs and our discouraging thoughts that often pop up. It's a really great idea to create a sacred space in your mind by taking, let's say, a dice and spinning it clockwise and then another dice and spinning it counterclockwise. This motion undoes the pre-programming of limiting beliefs Or, if you're afraid or worried about other entities, it creates a nice shield around your thoughts, your mind, so that it cannot be influenced in a negative way. This does not have to be maintained forever, but it's a great practice to do when you're using your mind. I'm a big encourager and promoter of embodiment practices, practice that uses your body, uses your feelings and emotions. However, sometimes you might find that you need to use your mind. And if you're using your mind, you want your mind to be a sacred space. You are a great receiver of information. So how about you tune into that frequency of love, of harmony, of truth, and of beauty? And by doing that, we can protect those thoughts from the unconscious pre-programmed programs that were somehow installed within our vessel, within our experience of life. Spinning things counterclockwise and clockwise at the same time really helps disrupt the normal firing patterns of the left and right hemispheres of the brain so that you're not unconsciously creating with your mind, but rather consciously. Play this technique back whenever you need to. There's a lot of information in here. I try to keep it nice and short because I really value your time. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. I want to let you know that the spirit animating my body honors, values, appreciates, recognizes, is inspired by, and unconditionally loves the spirit animating your body. Until we meet again, with great love, unconditional love, Aho Matakwiasan. Om Namah Shivaya. Namaste.